This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. Final day of January. I don't want to see January end. This has been a fantastic month for Ohio State. I mean, if we would have drawn up the script like this, uh, they would have ripped it up and said, "There's this is the most ridiculous thing we've ever seen. There's no way that all of this good stuff is going to happen. But it happened. And then yesterday, we got a chance, uh, the local media did, the Ohio State beat got a chance to meet this very impressive five-man transfer class. They don't consider Julian Sayan uh, a transfer, even though the recruiting sites consider him a transfer, because he technically is, because he enrolled at Bama, was there for a couple weeks, and then transferred to Ohio State. Ohio State considers him just a part of their 2024 class. So they brought out the five transfers, and what an impressive group of guys. Uh, we're going to talk individually about all of them, what to expect, and all of that good stuff. So uh, welcome into the show. It's going to be a fun one, because... That was something that came up kind of at the last minute. I'm sure they, they had been planning on doing something like that, Ohio State was. But as far as us in the media, we got a notification the day before that this is happening tomorrow, 9 a.m. Uh, you might want to clear your schedules, you know, a little bit look behind the curtain. That's how Ohio State operates. They don't give you, with stuff like this, a lot of heads up. It's like uh, <laughs> you have the opportunity to come down here and interview, the, interview these guys if you want. If you don't want to, we don't care. No, it, but I also think in all seriousness, I think that's, Yesterday was really good PR for Ohio State. You know, I mean, just and again, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna talk about each of these guys individually. Just the quality of players that they got with these five, and then the type of young men that they are. I mean, this is I could not be more impressed. Could not be more impressed. All right, so what are, what uh, what are expectations for each of these guys in 2024? Let's start right at the top. I guess you could say right. Caleb Downs or Will Howard, one of those two is is the most important one because Caleb Downs is certainly by any metric, you know, the uh, higher rated player. There's no doubt about it. And I absolutely love him. Um, but, you know, Will Howard being QB1, you know, quarterback being the most important position on the field, both of those are huge. Let's start with Caleb Downs, though. I mean, he embodies what I'm talking about here as far as, like, this young man is mature beyond his years. Like, I knew he was, you know, for the little I've seen of him, I had heard him speak before, but, like, just bits and pieces. I heard more of Will Howard. 
I had not heard Quinshawn Judkins talk, I don't think, much at all. I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I didn't know Downs was this. He's confident. He oozes confidence, but he's humble. And he just carries himself like a pro um, and and just says things that are just – if you saw them in print, might be you would think braggadocious, but just the way he says it, and then he'll he'll then like follow it up, you know, with something like, you know, to show his humility, and it's not fake humility. Um, for example, you know, some you know someone was asking him about his uh, his approach, like how he gets ready, and um, and he said, I- "I'm elite in that respect." You, know, you think somebody says, "I'm elite," like, but then he explained why, you know, because he loves breaking down film, he loves being in the film room, he loves determining what the opponent's going to do, what the next play is going to be. And as the quarterback of the secondary, he um, embraces the idea of getting his uh, teammates lined up in the right spot. And then he said, you know, I don't want to say that I was born to do this, but I've been doing it since I was four years old. I've been training to do this. So basically he was saying, I am born to do this, but he kind of caught himself. He said, I don't want to say I was born to do this. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, he was born to do this. Okay. He was born to do this. That's, the vibe I get from Caleb Downs. He was born to do this. And we've seen it on film, you know, how great he is already in college football as a true freshman at Bama. I mean, there's a reason he was the number one safety recruit in the country and then follows it up. If anything exceeded expectations, I don't think anybody predicted he was going to go in there and not only start, but some people predicted he was going to start, but lead Alabama in tackles with 107 as a true freshman, this kid is a stud. He's not just a guy that's going to, you know, make tackles on defense. He's super athletic, returned a punt for a touchdown last year. You know, I think he'll at least be, um, at the very least, a part-time punt returner for the Buckeyes. Jaden Ballard, they're going to use him as well. But um, And you don't want Downs back there every time uh, returning a punt. He's fantastic. Uh, so we're going to have a couple of really, really, really good number twos on this team next year. Um, assuming Court Williams is okay with uh, – Caleb Downs taking that number two from him. But Emeka Buka on offense, still crazy. He came back. Caleb Downs on defense. So what to expect from Caleb this year? I I mean, a lot of times the sophomore years when you could say, it, I mean, he's coming off. He was the freshman of the year period in the country. National freshman of the year, regardless of position. Caleb Downs was. I don't think it's unreasonable to, to expect he's going to be a first team All-American. I mean, name me all the safeties that are, that are, that are better than him. You know, and they, what and coaches say, you make your biggest jump from freshman to sophomore year. And we've seen it at Ohio State. Look at some of the big time stars that have come through Ohio State. Like I'll use like Joey Bosa, for example, Zeke Elliott, um, both on the national championship team. You know, both guys um, just had their best years as sophomores. Still were good as juniors. Um, but it tends that's when it kind of tends to come together. Not always. Like Denzel Burke's a guy that would look great as a true freshman, struggled as a sophomore and then had a great junior year. And I still can't believe he's coming back as a senior. It's another great thing that's happened. I think expecting a lot out of Caleb Downs is fair and um, super reasonable. I mean, I think him being an All-American is definitely in the cards. Now, if he falls short of being a first-team All-American and he's like a third-team All-American, is that a disappointing season? No, of course not. But, man, I believe I – th- I don't think – it's like, man, maybe by his junior year he could be a first-team All-American. It's like, no, um, he, he – <laughs> I, and it's just amazing this secondary. This secondary is amazing with Lathan Ransom coming back, and now you got Downs. And Downs is going to be the adjuster. Lathan's going to be the bandit. Both are perfect for those roles. And then with Jordan Hancock coming back, he's the slot. Igbenosan coming back, obviously, and the aforementioned Denzel Burke. Um, I've talked about this before, but um, I, it bears repeating. My, there's been some awesome secondaries in the last 
I don't know, 20, 30 years at Ohio State. You know, we think of 2016 with um, Malik Hooker and Marshawn Lattimore and Gary on Conley. I mean, you got three first round picks in the same secondary. Pretty damn good. 2019, you know, with those guys, uh, fantastic secondary, Jeff Okuda and Sean Wade and Jordan Fuller and those guys, like really, really, really good. My gold standard is still 1996. When Antoine Winfield as a sophomore is your third corner, um, and maybe you could argue he should have been starting over Ty Howard as a second corner, but Ty Howard was good as a senior. Sean Springs, the best DB in the country that year, was a corner. Ty Howard, the other starting corner, is a senior. Antoine Winfield, again, number three corner as a sophomore, maybe my favorite player to ever come through Ohio State. Um, and, and then he had Rob Kelly and Damon Moore at safety. That's my gold standard, 96. That's when the Silver Bullets were born. There's still that uh, Sports Illustrated picture of Rob Kelly flying through the air and basically like he was getting hit by a Penn State offensive lineman, but that caused him to basically kick the Penn State quarterback in the head with his cleat. And no penalty was called. It wasn't like he got blocked into him, but it, that place, the point was, I mean, that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That, that, that embodied what that defense was. You got guys just flying around like silver bullets. Um, dare I say 2024 might be better than 1996. Sacrilege, possibly. Um, but those five that I just talked about when you're talking about downs, Ransom, Igbenosan, Burke, Hancock, geez. And then you're bringing Jermaine Matthews off the bench as your number four corner. You got Malik Hartford. You know, you can still have, they still have, Malik Hartford's going to be probably the top backup safety. They still have um, Jihad Carter on the roster. Now, maybe he'll transfer again. I don't know. But this safety, this, this secondary is going to be amazing. And I think you can expect a lot out of Caleb Downs immediately. All right. Will Howard. I saw some people say initially, oh, I'm getting some comma chord vibes by looking at him. And I'm like, listen to the interview. Watch the interview. By the way, watch the Caleb Downs interview. We have them all on our YouTube page. They're all about 20 minutes long. It's fantastic. Listen to Will Howard. Like I said with Caleb Downs, Will Howard carries himself like a professional. Listen, to him. he sounds like an NFL quarterback. Um, so it, does he look maybe like he does look like a like – for a big, strong fifth-year senior quarterback with all these like starts under his belt, and everything, he does look a little young. I get it. He got a little bit of a baby face. But I'm telling you, listen to this guy. Um, he gets it, and then some. He's a natural leader, which is what I've been told. I told you guys before. A parent of a current player told me um, that their son, uh, her son, or, or his son. I'm not even going to tell you if it's a mom or a, or a father. Told me. My son told me that. Will Howard's the real deal, like as far as like when they're out there throwing, as far as his command in the locker room, when the guys go out and just hang out, watch TV, whatever it might be, he's the real deal. And that's hard to do when you're coming into a place like Ohio State and you've been there for like two weeks for all the guys to embrace you. Okay, so I think that's important. I, I think he's a natural leader. Um, I like what I've seen on film from Will Howard. You know, people say, and he even talked about this, like yeah, his stats are skewed if you look at his career stats because he threw a lot of interceptions when he was a true freshman and a sophomore at Kansas State. So he's going to have the weapons he has around him. He's a tough kid. He's every bit of 6'5", 240. I met him. I'd like to say I looked at him eye to eye. It was more like, nice to meet you, Will. And, yeah, he looks you right in the eye and says, nice to meet you. You know, he's – and same thing with Caleb Downs. Those guys are, are just – mature beyond their years especially i mean caleb's only like 19 years old i think i mean will is a fifth year senior kind of you expect him to be mature um i expect big things out of will howard what what a, what does big things entail for one year of will howard um first team all big 10 quarterback which now when you're adding in oregon washington 
USC, UCLA, not very easy. Not that it was easy with 14 teams, but sometimes in the Big Ten, you know, especially this past year, the offenses were lacking to say the least. But I, I expect him to be first team all Big Ten. Based on his skill set, his experience, his ability to run the ball, and he said, you know, Ryan Day and him have talked. You know, he knows it's not a huge part of the offense here, but he believes they're going to run more than they have in the past with him. He said they had a ton of called quarterback runs at Kansas State. He knows it's not going to be like that here, but it's not going to be like maybe it's been. You know, maybe it's going to be somewhere in between talking about not necessarily when they had fields, but when they, you know, the two years of Stroud and the one year of uh, McCord. Uh, sounds like they're going to be running the ball a little bit more. So just Howard's skill set alone, I expect – that's one of the reasons I expect big things out of him in his one and only year here in Columbus. Um, obviously, the other reason is the the uh, – the other big reason is the weapons he has around him. I mean, and you know, and he talked about this just to have a Mecca back. I mean, that's huge. And it fits so well. So you got this young core of sophomores and freshmen wide receivers that are super talented. You don't want to necessarily, I mean, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world to go into the season with just Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis and, you know, Jermaine Smith and all these guys and uh, all these guys, Mylon Graham. It's just crazy um, on and on and on. To then have all those guys, plus you have the veteran presence in a Mecca, and he's not just a veteran presence. This guy was the number one wide receiver recruit in the country coming out of high school. Mecca was and was fantastic as a sophomore. As sports fans and media, so a guy gets injured and doesn't put up the stats. You kind of think, oh, is he really that good? I mean, we know a Mecca is fantastic. There's a reason he put up the numbers he did as a sophomore. Yeah, it helps when you have C.J. Stroud throwing you the ball. I get it. But there's a reason he was projected as a first-round pick by everyone going into last year. So having him back is huge. I expect big things out of Will Howard. I don't expect him to win the Heisman, although I won't be surprised if he's sitting there in New York um, because he's a solid quarterback. I also don't want to put too much on him. He's not like – because if he was fantastic, he'd be in the NFL. He'd be going to the NFL right now. He said himself, and he almost did because he got that Senior Bowl invite, and they told him you could be as high as a third-round pick, you know, as low as a sixth-round pick. Um, Again, I encourage you to watch the interview. Impressive young man. I think – you're a Buckeye fan. You can expect him to be really good and a good fitness offense. And that's another reason I think he's going to have a big year, playing in a Ryan Day offense. So when people talk about Kyle McCord got a raw deal at Ohio State, those of us, I think most of us disagree with that, that are close to Ohio State. But people just look at the stats. They're like, well, look at the stats. I look at that and say, Ryan Day was able to get Kyle McCord to put up those stats. Now, it's easy for me to say that now. Let's see what McCord does at, at Syracuse. But if Will Howard comes in here and does what I think he will do, we're going to look back on McCord's stats and be like, that was just a masterful job by Ryan Day to even get that out of him. You know, that wasn't like, oh, well, Ohio State made a, a mistake because Kyle McCord had these stats. It's like, I think playing in a Ryan Day offense and with Bill O'Brien being here now too, this isn't the Ryan Day offense with, you know, training wheels on Brian Hartline as offensive coordinator. This is Ryan Day's offense with Bill O'Brien. He, I don't think there's an offensive coordinator in college football right now with more chops than Bill O'Brien. Say what you want about him. I mean, how many offensive coordinators in college football right now can match his resume? And Ryan Day's proven. And this allows Hartline to do what he does best. And he'll still be involved in everything, but um, can just basically be the wide receivers coach and a guy that, you know, uh, gives his thoughts. I still have Joe Philbin as a uh, analyst. You have two former NFL head coaches as analysts. Or not as analysts. One is an analyst and one is the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Two guys on the staff, Bill O'Brien and Joe Philbin, former NFL head coaches. I love that. But Bill O'Brien was a, was a fantastic hire. And I think that's another reason the Ryan Day offense, the Bill O'Brien influence. And I think Bill O'Brien is coming here to run Ryan Day's offense. He's not coming here to do the Bill O'Brien offense and Ryan Day is going to get on board with it. No, no. He's coming here to tweak, enhance the Ryan Day offense, which I think is perfect. 
the Ryan Day offense is not broke. It, it, it needs some tweaks and uh, needed a better quarterback. It's a better offensive line play. And, uh, and, and I think with Seth McLaughlin was a good get uh, at center. We'll get to that. He's my, I'm going in order here. Caleb Downs, we got, we covered him. Will Howard getting ready to wrap him up. Um, I really like Will Howard. That was a really, that to me, that was a great get. There wasn't a Justin Fields in the portal this year. I think what's going to happen with Will Howard, he's going to have a really good year. Nothing elite, but a really good year. I think Ohio State's going to be elite, and he's going to take them where they want to go. And maybe he will have an elite college year. I still don't think he's going to be a first-round pick. He'll probably, but I think he's going to turn himself into like a second-round pick, you know. And they said at best he would have been a third-round pick this year. Probably would have been more like a fourth-rounder. Uh, and maybe he will work himself into a first-round pick. But I think he's going to have a good year, and very good year. And, he, and Will Howard's going to work himself into being a second-round pick. Um, so, so there you go. All right. Um, Quinshawn Judkins, there's a lot of talk and I, I tend to think this might be sour grapes from Ole Miss fans. I don't know. You get on their boards like, Oh, Judkins. Yeah. He produced on the field, but he was pro problem in the locker room and this and that. And, you know, geez, I tell you what, he's another guy. I was very impressed with him yesterday. Very impressed. Um, and you know, can people sometimes put on an act and, you know, you fall for it? Of course. But I, I tend to think I can, I'm pretty good at seeing through BS. If someone's, you know, if it's fake humility or they're actually humble, and he seems to be just an affable guy. He he, he is excited to play with Travion Henderson. They already knew each other. He understands you need two running backs or more, especially in the modern age of football. I mean, he gets it. He gets it. I think, um, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, well, Ole Miss fans were bashing him." It's like, well, what would Ohio State fans be saying if Travion Henderson transferred to like? Florida or something, you know, or Emeka had transferred to Texas. So, you know, I mean, just like people would be pissed off if you're an Ohio State fan. Hopefully you wouldn't be resorting to that stuff. But um, but still, I mean, that's that's the reality of being sports fans. Like one of our guys leaves for another team. We feel scorned and we're going to then, you know, drudge up every little rumor. And I do believe there maybe was some strife between Judkins and a couple of his teammates. That doesn't mean that was necessarily his fault. I don't know enough about it. I'll tell you what, though. I love that they have this kid, especially considering the fact that he knows he's going to be splitting time with Travion, and he's cool with that. And we haven't talked to Travion yet, but word is he's okay with it because he knows he wants to eventually play in the NFL. He's got a nice NIL deal at Ohio State right now, Travion does. He doesn't need to be out there getting 30 carries a game. Ohio State doesn't want him getting 30 carries a game because so he'd probably get hurt. Um, he So if, if that's true, that Travion's okay with it, that's – Fantastic. That'd be the one reason this wouldn't work out is like chemistry problems. And uh, I love having Judkins and they complement each other well. So, and you still have Dallin Hayden around, James Peoples as a true freshman. So, Judkins was very impressed with, again, another interview you guys need to watch. There's only five of them. So, carve out about a minute or an hour and 20 minutes and, uh, and watch all after the show, of course, after this show. And uh, Caleb Downs, Will Howard, Quinshawn Judkins, Seth McFarland. Seth McFarland, <laughs> Seth McLaughlin. How often am I going to call him Seth McFarland? Seth McLaughlin. Um, I guess that's better than calling him Sarah McLaughlin. By the way, he used that when people were asking how to pronounce his last name. He was like, it's McLaughlin, like Sarah McLaughlin. There you go. Um, he's another guy. I thought we're going to get to him in just a sec. Another guy I was really impressed with. And then, of course, Will, Will Kazmarek is flying under the radar. But I think that's a sneaky good get, too. So, Quinshawn Judkins, what to expect. If I'm a betting man... And uh, word has it, I am. Um, I would bet Judkins, if I say, who's going to be the leading rusher this year? Oh, Judkins or Travion, you know, or somebody else. It's not going to be somebody else. Um, 
I would say Judkins. Here's why. Durability. Now, maybe this year Judkins would hurt, will get hurt, and Travion won't have any durability issues. But what's been the issue with Travion the first couple of years? Durability issues. Not toughness. Not toughness issues. He's tough. Durability. Judkins has shown none of that. He's been very durable. So I'll say Judkins leads the team in rushing, but I'm thrilled to have them both. What a great one-two punch. That could be the best one-two punch in college football this year at the running back position. Too bad they don't have any good wide receivers or anything to go with it. Oh, wait. <laughs> in the most stacked defense that I can remember at Ohio State. It's unbelievable. This D-line. Linebacker is the one thing that they got to work out on defense, but the, the secondary and the D-line, unbelievable. Anyway, all right, Seth, Mc, Seth McLaughlin. I almost called him Seth McFarland again. Seth McLaughlin. Um, I really like this. I know he had some snapping issues. He was talking about how he's working hard on snapping. Another guy that comes across like a pro. Um, uh, you know, and this is another that doesn't surprise me. A guy coming, he was 25 starts at Bama under his belt. 25 starts at Bama under his belt. Um, and a fifth-year senior. Um, he's got that typical center attitude where you can tell he's smart, but he likes to joke around a little bit husky, you know, I'm not saying he's going to take his shirt off, you know, like, uh, Jason Kelsey and be drinking beers with, uh, Taylor Swift in the suite, but he's got that kind of, you know, maybe not, maybe not crazy like, uh, Jason Kelsey, but, uh, he's got that, I don't know. You know what I mean? That, that typical center, you know, like there's a lot of them in the NFL. The Bengals have one in Ted Karras. We could go on and on. There's something about those centers. They're smart. They have to be. They're like the quarterback of the offensive line. Ask any offensive lineman. They love telling you how they're the smartest guys on the team. Sometimes they are. Quarterbacks usually are, actually. But um, offensive linemen often are very like the, some of the smartest guys on the team because um, they have to do a lot of stuff. And the center is the quarterback of the offensive line. He's got that, that moxie, you know. Whipler had some of that. I even think Hinsman does. I hope Carson sticks around. I really like Carson Hinsman. Young guy, at the very least, can back up center and back up guard and maybe challenge for a starting guard spot. Um, injuries happen. I hope Carson Hinsman sticks around. And then he would still have he still has three years left, two years after this next year. But I like it in McLaughlin. I really do. I'm glad they got McLaughlin and not McFarland. You, you wouldn't want Seth McFarland to play center. McLaughlin, I really, really like him. I like the experience. I like everything he said about snapping and like, yeah, you know, I, I just, I don't, it just got away from me a little bit, but he's working hard at it. It was funny. He's still going on and on about talking about snapping. I mean, we were asking him about it. Patrick Murphy, our own Patrick Murphy asked him a couple questions about snapping and then somebody, it's just obvious he's playing center. Bill Curlick's reported he's playing center. There's no doubt about it. Um, and he's going on and on about talking about snapping. It's obvious he's playing center and some, well, another reporter has some point blank. So you're definitely playing center. And, you know, and they're told not to tell the media too much. So then, especially about depth charts and stuff like that. And you're definitely playing this position. Although Caleb Downs told us he's the adjuster. So anyway, um, but uh, then uh, McLaughlin, you know, kind of caught himself and said, well, that's up to the coaches. Uh, nothing set in stone there. It's like, he's playing center. Good get by the Buckeyes there. Good get. Um, when, you know, and maybe they'll still go after a tackle late. I don't know. Maybe they're okay with sticking, staying, uh, Sticking with Fryer at right tackle, or maybe Luke Montgomery at right tackle, move Fryer inside. Or, and if Fryer doesn't win the starting right guard spot, maybe it'd be Tegra or the aforementioned Hinsman or somebody else. But I, you know, Luke Montgomery seems to be like a guy that's on the rise, played a decent amount as that sixth man as a true freshman this past year in jumbo packages. So maybe Luke Montgomery would be ready as a sophomore. I'm getting greedy. I, I'd like to see them get one more offensive tackle. Worst case, it'd be depth, but I, I would not for a. I, I don't want it to be a depth piece. I want it to be a guy that come in here and start. 
But if they think Luke Montgomery is ready or they're okay with Fryer, we'll see what happens. All right. Last but not least, I think this guy is this guy is, I mean, he's least as far as like the rankings of these this incredible uh transfer class they got. But still, I love getting Will Kazmarek, this tight end from Ohio University. Two years left. He's a guy that a really good blocker, 6'6", 260. And we know that's your number one job as a tight end at Ohio State. But he's he's a good, you know, he's a good you know, receiver. He's over 20 receptions each of the last two years at Ohio University. Listen, he's not going to come in here and be like a Mackey Award candidate, okay? But, like, they needed a tight end. And this is a guy that can come in at the very least, not just have you know, a warm body for depth, but at the very least can be solid depth. And – I would bet he's going to be the starter. Now, G. Scott's going to play a lot. I think Jelani Thurman's going to play a lot. Maybe Jelani's going to be the starter. Maybe G will be the starter. Someone tells me this kid's going to be the starter. Um, regardless, all three of those guys are going to play a lot. And they use a lot of 12 personnel. So all three of those guys are going to play a lot. Jelani Thurman has all the talent in the world. If everything comes together for, for Jelani, he'll be the starter. No questions asked. Will he commit as much to it as he needs to? Will he mature as much as he needs to? If he does, then Jelani's going to just take that job and run with it. Um, and eventually he will do that at, at Ohio State. Will it be this coming year as a sophomore? We shall see. Um, but Kazmarek with his – and, I, you know, meeting him yesterday, he's a, he, every bit of 6'6", 260. Um, another guy that carries himself like a grown man. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big boy, and um, he's strong. And, again, he, he's, a, he's a two-way tight end. He's not just a blocker that's out there. He can catch the ball. Um, not extremely athletic, but I, I, he'd be my betting odds to be the starting tight end. Um, but suddenly it's a good problem to have because I was worried about tight end depth after losing Cade. But now with Kazmarek, with Jelani Thurman on the rise, G. Scott coming back as a fifth-year senior. Now G's got a lot of snaps under his belt. G has sneak, sneakily racked up a lot of snaps under his belt these last couple of years, and he continues to get bigger as a fifth-year senior. G. Scott's going to be a guy um, that can help out. But I, they needed a tight end, um, and, and they got one. Other guys that could help out a tight end, Bennett Christian's coming off that suspension. He'll be a third-year sophomore. They got the LeBlanc kid coming in. You can't expect a true freshman to do anything at, at tight end. I mean, look, look at Thurman this past year. He's the most talented true freshman tight end they've had um, maybe since Ricky Dudley. And, and he barely got on the field as a true freshman. So, the Max LeBlanc kid's not going to get on the field as a true freshman. But Bennett Christian might be a guy that can help out as that like number four tight end or if guys get banged up. So suddenly I like the depth at tight end. They needed one. They got one in Kazmarek. What an impressive group of guys. I could not have been more impressed yesterday. Again, I'm wrapping up the show now. So carve yourself out about an hour and 20 minutes if possible. Watch all five of those videos. We were supposed to get each guy for about 15 minutes. We got them all for at least 20, sometimes longer. So uh, pretty cool for Ohio State putting that on for us yesterday. But I think that was good. I think that was good for everybody as far as Ohio State media. We loved it. But I think that was good for Ohio State because what are we doing? I'm sure I'm not the only one talking about, wow, not only is this group impressive on the field, this, these guys are impressive off the field. Um, and I shouldn't be surprised by that. I, every year I talk about and I tell people close to me that don't know this, that wonder how the guys really are. I'm like, you know, it's amazing is this is Ohio State and they're bringing in all these guys that are superstars. They know they're superstars. They've been told how great they are. I'm always impressed with the the level, the quality of young man at Ohio State. The quality of, and you know, and I I felt that way throughout my time covering the team. It feels like even more so than ever now. 
these guys come out and they just impress the heck out of you. These Ryan it, last few years, not even including these guys. Then these five guys come out, and I shouldn't have even been surprised about how damn impressive they were. So you're getting five really good players. Uh, one that's going to be a superstar in Caleb Downs. I mean, this guy's going to be a superstar. It's not like, you know, there's a chance Caleb Downs could be a superstar. He'll, he will be a superstar. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. You can say he already is. I mean, my goodness gracious. So I, I that was a lot of fun yesterday. Again, watch those videos. You guys will be just as impressed as I am. Or your money back. Oh, the show's free? Still, I'll give you your money back even though the show is free. All right, thanks very much for joining me. I appreciate you guys. I'm Dave Biddle. Dan Rubin will be with you tomorrow. Um, thanks again. Appreciate you guys joining me for the Bucknuts Morning 5. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day.